I'm sharing with you on what I have termed the reward of the prophet. The reward of the prophet. Matthew chapter 10 from verse 40 to 42. Anyone who welcomes you welcomes me. And anyone who welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. Whoever welcomes, now look at the repetition of the word welcome, welcome, welcome. That is very key to me. Whoever welcomes a prophet as a prophet. Underline. As a prophet. Will receive a prophet's reward. Look at the choice of words. Whoever welcomes a prophet, not Kwejo, not Kabna, not Kofi. But whoever welcomes a prophet, that is the critical point, will receive a prophet's reward. And whoever welcomes a righteous person will receive a righteous person's reward. And if anyone gives a cup of cold water to one of these little ones who is my disciple, I tell you the truth the person will certainly not lose their reward. Now, when the Bible was written, there were no verses or chapters. And so, sometimes, if you are not careful, because of the chapters and verses, you will separate words without connecting them. Now, Jesus began the whole series there from whoever welcomes me or welcomes you, and then he makes it the generality of his disciples, has welcomed him. That is the Lord Jesus. So the fundamental is that anyhow you treat any servant, any child, any Christian, you are treating Jesus Christ. No wonder when Paul was persecuting the church, Jesus said, you are persecuting me. So have that at the back of your mind. But then he takes the conversation higher by bringing some breakdowns. From there, he now begins to break it into, I can say, three levels. He began by saying that whoever welcomes a prophet. Remember first he said whoever welcomes you. He breaks it and says whoever welcomes a prophet. Then he qualifies it by saying that the person shall receive the prophet's reward. Then he says whoever welcomes a righteous person. As if the prophet is not a righteous person. The prophet is also a righteous person. But then he's trying to let you know that roles have responsibilities and privileges. And then he said that whoever received a righteous person, he did not say you receive a righteous person and you get a prophet's reward. No. When you welcome a righteous person, you will get a righteous person's reward. And then he comes to whoever welcomes these little ones will not lose their reward. So no real qualification on that one. In other words, whatever you do, you're going to get a reward. As long as you welcome any of the children. But then, depending on the role and the function and the call of that child, of that servant, 
of that disciple, you will get the reward in accordance with the measure of welcome you have given to that person. Now, so he's even among his disciples, he's among his children, he's brought distinctions between the prophets, the righteous persons, and the little ones. But in all the rewards, he qualifies them. That if you welcome a prophet, if you welcome an apostle, if you welcome a pastor, if you welcome an elder because of the call, you will not get the blessing of that person, but you get the blessing of that call. So he says, whoever welcomes a prophet as a prophet. So in this case, whoever welcomes Kabna Ejapon Kodia will get Kabna Ejapon Kodia's reward. But if you welcome him as apostle, you get apostle's reward. But if you fail to welcome him as an apostle and you welcome him as Kodia, you will get Kodia's reward. And that is the mistake sometimes we make. We are so conscious of the personality that we lose the call. We lose the oil. We are so conscious of the person's challenges and the person's weaknesses and the person's strength and we treat the person as a human being without treating the person as the call, as the office. And Jesus made it very clear that if you treat me as Kwesiakwa, you will get Kwesiakwa's reward. If you welcome me as Kwesiakwa, that guy, you will get that guy's reward. But if you are able to see beyond the person and see the call of God upon that person and treat the person like that, you will not get the person's reward, but you will get the call's reward. I think one thing we need to wake up as a church, which others are doing very well, is our capacity to respect the oil and deal with the oil instead of dealing with the person. During the Bible studies, we are talking about Shankom, Shankom. You see, some of this Shankom, Shankom. You think it may appear not too spiritual or too biblical, but it works. Why does it work? Because they, they believe the man. So much that immediately the man says, by here this time your, your pocket will be full, even though it may be not a correct teaching, but ah, the prophet has spoken. Now, the critical point is, whoever welcomes, what is the meaning of welcome? What does it mean to welcome? When we're talking of welcome, we are talking about accepting. Oh, you are welcome means I accept you. So whoever accepts a prophet as a prophet will receive the prophet's reward. But when you accept the prophet as Kabna, you will get Kabna's reward. If you treat the prophet as a little one, you will get the little one's reward. Now listen carefully. It doesn't matter how the prophet behaves. That is with him and God. That has nothing to do with you. Hello, am I speaking? No matter how the prophet behaves, in spite of all that Saul did, David, who knew the man of God, refused to touch him. He refused. Because he knew it. Even when God became angry with David, when Absalom and Co stood against him, look at what God did. Now I'm not looking at it from that angle. I'm saying that 
in spite of all their weaknesses and shortcomings, as for the oil, God values it. So this message, there is that hard aspect, but there's another aspect I want you to look at, and that is having the capacity to welcome the man of God as the man of God. Forget about his challenges. It is in our own interest. It is in our own interest. That is if we want to get the prophet's anointing. If you want to get a different reward, that's okay. That's okay. It says, to accept means to make the person feel welcome. Feel welcome. So, you don't only accept, but you should let the person know, I accept you as who you are. In other words, I accept you as a prophet. And I make you feel that you are a prophet. That is the meaning of to welcome somebody. You make the person feel welcome. So, you don't only accept, but you make the person feel accepted. You make the person feel welcome. To welcome is to make the person feel at home. You say you are welcome, feel at home. The prophet must feel at home. The prophet must feel that somebody somewhere loves him. The welcome means that you make the person happy. So, <laughs> whether you like it or not, whoever God gives you as a prophet, in, within our context as an apostle, as a pastor, you have responsibility to make the person feel happy. This one, God says, listen carefully, God says, whoever. So whether you are an apostle, whether you are a pastor, whether you are an elder, if you refuse to make your colleague, or if you refuse to make the one given to you or made supervisory over your life, feel that he is what he is, you will not receive that person's reward. So he says that whoever makes the prophet, welcomes the prophet, will receive the prophet's Reward. Now, somebody will be wondering, hey, now, when's your free here? Free here. Free Now, I've already established the point that Jesus said, if you receive the apostle as an apostle, Jesus says, if you receive him as who he is, and welcomes him, and deals with him, and engage him at that office, then it is not for him to reward you, but the reward will come automatically. So it is not, look, if you treat the apostle as an apostle, welcome him as an apostle, do all that you have to do as an apostle, even if he doesn't pray for you, once you have welcomed him, you fulfill scripture, and the reward will be given by God himself. He never says, Whoever welcomes the prophet, the prophet will reward him. He says, whoever welcomes the prophet as a prophet will receive. It is a must. It is just like when you plant, you reap. You sow, you reap. You breathe, you live. You refuse to breathe, you die. It's simple. Now, I've told you that to welcome someone is to make the person feel at home, to make the person happy, to create the atmosphere for the person to be happy. Feel welcome at PRWC. Feel that here in PRWC, we recognize the apostolic call. We recognize and we accept. First is recognition of the apostle. What counts is the call. And remember, the Bible says that what two or three agrees concerning anything has been agreed in heaven. So once the church has agreed, has laid hands on him and has prayed over his life, heaven recognizes the call. If you want to get an apostle's reward, you have no choice to accept the apostle and to welcome the apostle. 
How do we make the apostle happy? Paul has made it very clear in some statement. He said, and I want to read a few things on why we need to support men of God. There's a kind of a teaching going on now. Hey, forget about pastors. These pastors, they are riding in cars. They are living in big houses. Hmm. Let me say this and don't get me wrong. Per the Old Testament, per even the New Testament, if you have a pastor in another church who, when the, all the offering of the church comes, he uses it for ministry, he has not sinned. He has not. Because under normal circumstances, the church is supposed to take care of him. But Pentecost, we have agreed that no, 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 no. Even though it is a right, but for the sake of the kingdom, we will determine how much of that right is given to you. But as far as the members are concerned, it is your responsibility to make sure that the apostle is treated an apostle. And one way of working or making him happy, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, 14, and I'll be reading so that you hear what the Bible is saying. I will not take time to explain too much. 1 Corinthians 9, 14, even so had the Lord ordained that they which preach the gospel should live on the gospel. This is God speaking. That the Lord has ordained, the Lord, God has ordained, that those who preach the gospel should live on the gospel. He has chosen to live by preaching the gospel. His life, his sustenance, according to God, should be on the gospel. And where does the gospel money come from? Whatever makes life, life. The kind of thing you want for yourself because you're a business executive or a chief executive, whatever makes life meaningful to you. The Bible is saying that because he has chosen not to go and sit at the same office with you, not to go and sit at the same bank with you, but to be in the house and to be praying and to be teaching and to be thinking about, I have decided to live on the gospel. I've just given you this to let you know that the Bible says that because that is the choice the apostle has made, he is supposed to live on the gospel. Where would the gospel money come from? Where? Or we want, in Jesus' name, gospel, money come, then the gospel will release the money. Oh boy. He must live on the gospel. So if you wake up in the morning and you are thinking about how to live and you fail to recognize that apostle who is going on retirement, you are not fulfilling scripture. He is your apostle. He is in charge of your souls. Pastor Entry will say that, hey, ministry is one of the most difficult things on earth. Being a watchman over a soul you don't see. God is going to hold him account for your soul when he doesn't even see your soul. And that is how he's supposed to live. Then, 1 Timothy 5.17 Let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially they who labor in the word and doctrine. So, the elder here stands for a bishop. And he grades the different bishops. Every elder is worthy of honor. But those whose work, whose labor, the work that they do, is the word and doctrine, they deserve double, double, double. So what you get, he is supposed to get double and triple. He deserves it. Now, nevertheless, the one who received instructions in the word should share all good things with the instructor. Do not be deceived. God cannot 
be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh, from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the spirit, from the spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary of doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially those who belong to the family of God. Now, continuing with what he was discussing, Paul says that those who receive instruction, those who receive the teachings of the word, should share all good things with the one who preaches, with the instructor. Is the money in your bank account good? He says you must share all good things with the one who gives you instruction. In fact, <laughs> even in the Old Testament, the Bible says that in Ezekiel 44, 30, that your first fruits are supposed to be given to the priest. Somebody will say, oh, but we are not in the Old Testament. <laughs> we are not in the Old Testament, but Paul, in applying the principle, talks about not muzzling the ox when he's treading the threshold. And he says that that is an Old Testament scripture, but he explains that you think it's for us that he did it. He made that statement. No, but for his people. So, an Old Testament scripture has relevance in the New Testament application. You want the blessing of the priest, but you don't want to do what you have to do to the priest. It doesn't work that way. Now, listen to what Paul says. He says, if we have sown unto you spiritual things, is it too much, or is it a great thing if we should reap your carnal things? Is it wrong? And then listen to what he finally says. Then I can conclude. He says in Philippians 4.17 Philippians 4.17 Paul was thinking that somebody may think that, ah, you want our money. That's why you are giving all those teachings. Then he, he says in Philippians 4.14 Not because I desire your gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. So Paul was teaching these things of the need for them to take care. He taught all those things with one purpose, that it will be accounted to their account. And so when you do it, it is not unto the apostle's account. It is not unto anybody's account. It is not even unto the church's account, even though it may help the church. But the critical point is that it is unto your own account. You do it, your account is full. You fail to do it, that one I won't add. Now, listen, what then does it mean to have a prophet's reward? So you see, you may have sold material. You may have sown financial. But you will receive two things. You reap what you have what? Sown. So the first thing, and that's what I read, do not mock God. And remember... He began by dealing with taking care of men of God. Sometimes we leave that portion and then, and then come to uh, what a man soweth, so shall he reap. But he began by talking about taking care of the men of God and says that after he had explained those things, and then he went on to say that a man shall reap what he sows. If you sow to a righteous person, as a righteous person, you get a righteous person's reward. If you sow to an apostle, an evangelist, because he is so, you get that level of reward. Now, what does it mean to have a prophet's reward? You see, it means that you get what the prophet stands for. A prophet is someone who hears from God. 
And so you get the reward of hearing from God. God steps into your situation and makes solutions to you. He gives insight. A prophet has insight into the ways of God. Sometimes you'll be shocked how ideas will come your way, how strategies will come your way, and you may be wondering, it is because you are doing the right thing. And if you are not seeing your way, try it. First of all, revere the prophet as a prophet and deal with the prophet as such. But I'm saying that Paul knew people would think like that, and I'm sure somebody on social media is saying this pastor is preaching this because he wants money from them. So Paul, in preaching, said that, look, look, don't think I want something from you. I'm not desiring your gift, but the truth is that that is what God has said, and I need to teach you so that it will be credited to your account. Do you believe the Bible? Do you believe the word of God? Do you believe what Jesus says? Do you believe what Paul says? Then please, don't ignore this one. You hear, you have insight to the ways of God. You are able to declare the mind of God. And then God uses him. God empowers him. God uses him, the prophet, to bless. <laughs> Whether apostle or bishop or whatever, we are all human beings. But thankfully, God says that if you treat him by the office, you will get the office reward. So somebody will say that, ah, but we need to help everybody, everybody in need. That is why Jesus gave the graduation. He talked about the prophet, he talked about a righteous person, and he talked about the little ones, his own disciples. Some version says, my disciples. So even among the disciples, he's elevated to those he describes as the righteous one. Among the disciples and among the righteous ones, he's elevated to those he refers to as the prophets. And then he brings different rewards in attachment. You would acknowledge him and receive him as an apostle. Whether he meets your need or not is not a matter. Then God will give you the apostle's reward. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Give us the prophet's reward today. We refuse to settle for anything less. Give us the grace of an apostle. Let us enjoy the fullness of the apostles' reward. In Jesus' name, we pray that your people will be able to give and give and give well. Amen.